Hi, and welcome back to our podcast. Here with me today is my co-host, Ellie Frias, and we're going to be talking about Zillow pricing versus real marketing pricing. I compiled a bunch of questions for you, Joanne, um, about various ways and tactics that I know that people talk to us about all the time about pricing. Uh, one of the first questions I have is, why are Zillow's estimates so far off of our real market value? My opinion is the fact that Zillow takes a big circle and they'll take a bunch of zip codes because when you get out in rural areas, you could have multiple zip codes and they'll just do an average by square footage. So it's not similar property, it's just square footage. So you can have a townhouse or you can have a single family dwelling that's five, you know, thousand square feet. It doesn't make any sense. And do they just average those numbers? It's a total average. Oh, that's crazy. So why or how is somebody able to correct that pricing? Like for example, if I'm selling my house and a realtor comes in and says my house is worth two hundred thousand, but my estimate is two hundred and forty thousand, is there a way that I as a seller am able to get that corrected? Yes, my recommendation is to call a local realtor from your area because they can get on the MLS, which is a multiple listing service that we use that shows what really sold. A property is only really worth what someone's willing to pay for it, so we go by the sales. And that's what appraisers use also. And so um, that's what appraisers use. And we do that as a free service. It's not as great as an appraiser, but it's close. Yeah. So what would be a good explanation for us as realtors to give our sellers about the Zillow pricing um, if we don't want to get into the big elaborate part of, you know, the circle drawing and, you know, having to do all the research as far as exactly where, you know, Zillow gets their pricing? What's a quick, good response to give our seller to tell them, you know, that this estimate isn't always accurate? I just say it's a great marketing tool. It gets out to many areas all around the United States and possibly the world. So I use it for that idea. And then we actually get down to facts when we get ready to list. Okay. So what strategy do you use for finding a price on someone's home who's wanting to sell? What I do is I go to the county records and I see what, how much land there is, square footage, when was it built, do they have permits? Permits are a big thing, folks, mm -hmm. even though we don't like to pay for them. Yeah. And then I go on to the sold properties on MLS. And I also talk to, a lot of times, let me interject, a lot of times sellers call me and I didn't see their home yet. So I'll base it on facts of what I have from the county. Once I see your home, the price could go up. Rarely does it go down, but it can go up. So doing comps without seeing it is just a ballpark. But we use the county records and we use all the sources we have on the MLS. Yeah, because I know that's pretty typical for us. We get phone calls all the time from people that want to list their home and they want an estimate like right now. And I know that when I give people quotes, I say, well, I really need to see your house because I know people have done improvements on, you know, bare land if they have a house, you know, and all I'm seeing is a house. So that's a good tip because I don't know if a lot of people know exactly how we come up with our prices. Exactly. And a lot of times a, a seller would say, well, I need a certain amount of money. And I get that. And we always try to maximize the most amount we can get for you. But you don't want to go over and above what the market can bear or it'll just sit on it. So we're willing to test the market with our sellers within a reasonable amount and for a reasonable amount of time. 
we're always willing to do that. Mm, okay. So if a seller wants to list based off of what they see on Zillow, because I just actually ran into this, was it two weeks ago I had that guy call? Anyway, and he wanted it based on his Zestimate price, but his Zestimate price to me was just so far-fetched, and I, in a really nice way, said, I'm really sorry, I don't believe I can get you almost 300000 for a three-and-two double-wide that has no upgrades on an acre lot. Exactly right. In a case like that, I normally is very polite, but I walk away because you'll never make that person happy because they're not living in reality. Right. So it's better just to cut your losses in the beginning and walk away. Yeah. See, and I think that, you know, a lot of people forget that we're still in control of our sales in the sense of if somebody's being really unrealistic like that, it's okay to walk away. By all means, walk away. It's not enough money in this. There isn't enough money in the world for happiness. Right. This is just a means to supply food on the table. Right. We're never going to get rich at it, nor do we care to. Right. We love what we do. Right. Well, I think that's what really separates like you and I from everybody else is that we are honest. And sometimes people don't always like honesty. No. I mean... <laughs> I offend people with honesty. Yeah. Because if you ask me a question, like if you say, how is my house? I'll tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. If you need to paint it, if you need to declutter, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, which brings me to the fact that that is why we are going to be doing our selling and buying classes. When do those start? May 25th. Oh, that's right. How yeah. long do they run for? It's about two hours, and it starts, I believe, at 10 and goes on to noon, mm. and we'll have bear claws and coffee. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm going to go just for the coffee, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my other question is, is... If somebody is wanting to list their home, and I know we've talked about this before, it's going to be something that I always, always talk about when we're talking about sellers because I don't think we can talk about it enough. What are three most important tips to give a seller for them to maximize their value but not have to shell out a lot of cash? First of all, I believe they need to learn to fix things when they break. Mm-hmm. Don't leave it till when you go to sell your home. But the first thing is, uh, curb appeal. When you drive up to the property, it doesn't take much to mow the lawn or to just spruce it up. If you have nothing but dirt, hose it down so that it's nice and dark and pretty looking. Mm-hmm. Secondly, make sure the paint on the house is good mm-hmm. and the roof is good. That's really important. And thirdly, cleanliness inside the home. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be rich, but we can be clean. Right. So if somebody is wanting to sell their house, then you recommend them kind of packing everything up before a listing? Yes. Okay. Now, if so if we get somebody in who wants to sell their house and they have a lot of clutter, like that one house that we went to, she wasn't quite ready yet because they were still deciding what they wanted to do. Um, but if they packed everything up, and had everything ready to go because they were actually serious at that point to move. Do you think the likelihood of us having a better painted picture would have been better for pricing? Oh, yes. Way better. I couldn't see the house mm-hmm. for the items. I Beautiful items, but I couldn't see the house. Yeah, there was a lot of them. And a lot of times when people move things out, there could be like the hat I recently bought. There was a four-inch hole in the wall hidden by a picture. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, now no. I gotta patch a hole. So that's why you kind of want to declutter it and see it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, like, I know as a homeowner myself, I'm it's I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I think realtors are the worst because we give all these tips and <laughs> tricks and advice, but we never take our own advice. 
I'm the worst because if something like, you know, for example, prime example, we've had this hole in our master bedroom. It's probably about, I would say maybe an inch and a half, two inches in Mm -hmm. total circumference and it was from john when he was putting on his work pants one day he slipped backwards and his heel just popped through the drywall and it has been there for (laughs) six and a half years i believe it (laughs) my house is the same i have mop boards still not put back up from doing the new flooring but i always like to blame it like on a plumber or even the shoes whose children never have shoes or a plumber who still uses an outhouse oh right right yeah mm-hmm. yep yep you know it's really one of those things i think of our industry is a lot of people like to see you know i mean because our office is beautiful if you guys have not come into our office you need to it's absolutely gorgeous joanne has done a fabulous job with making this place feel like home. Thank you. You're welcome. But I think what cracks me up the most is because I know you and you and I are very similar. And it cracks me up because people think, oh, they're so put together and they're so like, oh my gosh, look at this. And I'm like, don't come to my house. Mine either without a week's notice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I need time to clean before I have any company come over. Oh, I'm the worst. But you know, I mean, it's good because I kind of get on my own case sometimes because I'll come home and I'm like, why is everything everywhere? And I'm so sick of all this stuff everywhere. And then I go crazy and then I purge and throw everything away. But I think that's just human nature, really. I think everybody does that. Well, I think because we put in about 18 hours a day is the biggest yeah. reason. Yeah, that could be And it. most people think realtors don't work that hard. Mm-hmm. We work a lot. We're mm-hmm. always figuring out a way to sell your home. Well, your brain just never shuts off because it's like, you know, I mean, I could be in bed and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I remember, you know. And then I'll wake up and I'll have to write it down or I usually text it to you and just don't let me forget, blah, 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 3 a.m. You know, it's just crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I'm up at 3. Uh-huh. You're up at all hours of the night. <laughs> Unlike me, I do like my beauty sleep. You know, I, I do tend to turn off usually about 9 o'clock or sooner. But, you know, I'm also up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so. don't call me at 7. Though. Yeah. <laughs> or have you anywhere by 8. Yeah. I'm a nooner. (laughs) Anyway, I want to thank you all for listening to our podcast. I want to remind everybody that on June 15th, we're going to have a barbecue to kick off the summer at our park in Lapine. The food's free. We're also doing another festival in town. So after you go to that festival, come on down to join us. We'll have games. Yeah, I think it's the Rhubarb Festival. Oh, right on. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to have some games there. I know I'm going to bring my... um, Oh, what is that called? The We talked about it. I know. What is it called? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, you throw the sandbag yeah. into the horseshoe pit kind <laughs> of thing. <laughs> well, if you guys can listen and text us and yeah, yeah, tell us what it is. Yeah, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> um, I know that we're also going to be doing music in the park this year. And right on. Yeah, that starts in June. And then you'll see our booth June all the way through September. I believe it's every other week. Uh, you can always call for dates if you want, but come by, say hi. I know that when I'm going to be working the booth, I'm going to have a giveaway. So come on down and see us. Some great stuff in the giveaway. Yeah. Until next time, guys. Thank you.